Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 304, Friday Forum. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. This week, I got some shirts embroidered with the Pro Podcast Solutions logo, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'm excited to bring you another installment of the Friday Forum. All right, happy Friday to you. Now, I know some of you may be taking the day off as your holiday since the 4th of July is on Saturday this year. I know at my old job, we had a rule if it fell on Saturday, we took Friday off. If it fell on Sunday, we took Monday off. But whether you're working or taking the day off today, I hope that your day is a good one. I hope that your week has been good. My week has been awesome. It has flown by as always. It's been very productive. And I'm really excited because we are really, really close to having all the things in place for podcast movement that we need to have for Pro Podcast Solutions. We're buying a booth. We bought booth space. I just mentioned the shirts that we're having made up and all the other things that are going on behind the scenes just to get ready for the event. And I'm speaking at the event, so I have all that stuff that I'm getting ready to. It's been a lot of work. It is a lot of work. We're not done yet, and it's a lot of fun putting it together. I can't wait for podcast movement. Well, I also can't wait to share a couple of fantastic Friday Forum submissions with you today. And if you didn't send in your Friday Forum for today, hey, no no sweat. Send it in for next week. You can send that in by calling 304 837-2278 or you can head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and there you can upload an audio file or use the SpeakPipe widget to record a contribution or typey typey out an email contribution using the form we have right there on the page. So don't delay. Send yours in for next week. Well, today's Friday Forum contributions come from a first-time contributor, Joshua, and from a regular contributor, Barb. Let's get it kicked off with Joshua. Here he is. My name is Joshua Rivers. and Did you know that Superman first appeared in a DC comic 72 years ago this week? Tomorrow is Independence Day in the U.S. It's a holiday that's celebrated many times with a family. I remember going to the fair on the 4th of July to play games and to eat way too much cotton candy. I was probably 12 at the time. I was minding my own business when a TV reporter approached me. He asked me if he could ask me what I thought the 4th of July meant. Of course, he asked my mom, too. I was scared to death, but I agreed. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something about remembering the freedom that we have. I didn't pass out, but I was probably shaking pretty good. It was pretty cool to have my 10 seconds of local fame. Here's what I learned. Don't let fear stop you from doing something or speaking out. Back then, I was one of the most shy, introverted kids you could meet. To me, a crowd is made up of three people. I was working on getting over a bad stuttering problem. The thing I hated more than giving oral reports was that nightmare when you give a speech in your underwear. Facing my fear for that 10 seconds helped boost my confidence just a little bit. Coupled with a little more speech therapy, I decided to run for a position on the student council. I ran and had to give a speech as to why I should be chosen. I didn't win the election, but it was a great personal victory. 
With all those early victories, I wonder if I would even be podcasting today. Thank you, Daryl, for this opportunity to share this silly story. All right. Well, thank you, Joshua, for sending in your silly story. And, hey, just be glad when you were a kid and you were interviewed by that news station, you didn't say, I like turtles. And for those of you who are going, what in the world? Just do yourself a favor. Take 15 seconds. Go over to YouTube and type in, I like turtles. And there you'll, you'll know why I say that. But, uh, that video has been around forever. So hopefully most of you have seen that by now. But you know, Joshua hits on a great point there. And that is that it, it really is one step at a time. And now as, as Joshua mentioned, he's a podcaster with the Creative Studio Academy and he's doing some great stuff. And so one step at a time. And that's the way it is. We can't get to the top of the mountain without first taking uh, that first step at the bottom of the mountain to take us one step beyond where we were before we took that one step. So anyway, really cool story, Joshua. Thank you for calling and sending that in. And uh, now that you've broken the ice and you've called into this podcast, yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and do that again next month. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next contributor for today. It's Barb. Here she is. This is Barb, and I enjoy taking photographs of the places I visited so that I can have lovely memories of my vacations, and this is stuff I learned yesterday. It's July, and we're well into the vacation summer season, so I'd like to share a few things I learned from a trip I took many years ago. As Mark told us on a recent silly episode, vacation is important so that we can rest and rejuvenate. It's also a great chance to explore new places and spend time with family or friends. A friend and I decided one year that we wanted to go to Italy. We spent six months planning our trip, agreeing on our travel dates, places, and sites we wanted to see, and booking our hotels. I spent five months studying the Italian language so that we could better navigate our way around the cities. We talked every week and probably had as much fun making the plans as what we expected to have on the trip. Finally, the big day arrived. We left our respective cities and met at the Newark Airport. From there, we flew to our first stop, Rome. We stayed near the Pantheon, which is about in the center of the city, so that we could walk everywhere. Although it was overcast and a bit rainy during our days in Rome, we had a great time seeing all the sights. From there, we went to Florence and had an equally fantastic time. We had a slight hiccup in our travel plans. We were to take the train from Florence to Assisi, but they were on strike. So using some of my just-learned Italian, we took a bus instead. It was a minor inconvenience, and we thought we'd had our little mishap for the trip. I mean, there's almost always one thing that doesn't go quite as planned, and you just roll with it, right? Assisi was an old city on on a hill with a beautiful Duomo or cathedral and many small picturesque alleyways between tightly packed shops and homes. It was exactly what you would expect a medieval city to look like, and we picked up several mementos there. Our last stop on our trip before returning to Rome and then home was Naples. We took the train to Naples and then quickly checked into our hotel. It was late Friday afternoon, and we wanted to visit one of the museums before it closed early that evening. One of the places we were both eager to visit on this trip was Pompeii, and this museum had many of the artifacts uncovered at that site. As we would be visiting Pompeii on Saturday morning, we wanted to see these pieces before our trip to give us a better idea of how the people had lived before their town was destroyed and buried in volcanic ash by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD. I've always been a history buff, and this was going to be one of the highlights of the trip for me. When we checked into the hotel, we left our passports at the desk, dropped off our bags in our room, and then hurried back down. The desk clerk called to us as we were on our way out and handed our passports back to us. 
The museum was only three blocks away, and we had plenty of time to view everything before closing. When we left the building, it was about 6.30, and the normally busy city streets were now empty as residents had left for home and the weekend. When my friend originally booked this hotel a few months earlier, I looked it up on one of the travel books, and, it w- and I was a bit concerned about its location, as it seemed to be away from the main hotels, and the area wasn't highly recommended. But it was less expensive, so I said, okay. But you know how sometimes you just kind of get that feeling? Yeah, I had that feeling. I knew during the taxi ride that we weren't in a great part of town. My friend knew it as well, and when we left the museum, she insisted that we walk a different way back to the hotel. I didn't feel comfortable with the idea, but to keep the peace, I did it. And it was very clear that we were tourists and we were out of place. I walked behind her and kept my purse and camera bag in sash position across my chest and held on tight while walking as closely to the building walls as possible. When we emerged from what I can only describe as a ghetto area, I breathed a sigh of relief. However, our circuitous route had left us another two blocks away from our hotel. I continued to walk closely behind her and against the walls in a protect-the-flank position. We had to cross a street, and as we began to cross, I felt a pair of fingers slip across my back under the straps of my purse and camera case. The next thing I knew, I was face down on the ground in the middle of the cobblestone street with my vision clearing in front of me. Some guy was on his motocicleta, or motorcycle. It was leaning over to the right, and he had a hold of my purse, and the straps were still attached to me. He righted himself, put the pedal to the metal, and took off as the straps broke from around my shoulder and arms. I jumped up and began screaming something and was ready to take off after him, but I immediately knew that he was moving faster than I could run. My friend turned around, and at that point I assessed what had happened. My shoes were about 20 feet behind me in the street, and I had been dragged over the cobblestones, almost causing him to lay down his bike. I was wearing a skirt and short-sleeved blouse, so I was pretty banged and scraped up. My friend later told me that I had been cursing in words that she didn't know I knew. Oops. I had just lost my passport, my identification, my visa card, my phone, my house keys, my money, but I still had my camera bag and all the pictures for my trip. I have to say that giving the police a report was an amusing and surreal experience. They picked me up at my hotel, took me to their station, asked me what, if I wanted to go to the hospital. Um, no way. And we sat in a big non-air-conditioned room with overhead fans as about five officers sat around me, and I tried to tell them in Italian what had happened, while the main officer typed up the report on an old-fashioned typewriter. It felt like something out of a 1940s movie. I think that they were fascinated that an American chick was trying to communicate with them in their own language. So, no Pompeii. I tried to talk my friend into going, but she was so freaked out by the experience that she just wanted to go back to Rome. So we went back early and stayed there for the day, found out where the American embassy was so that I could get a new passport, and she left for home. Since you can't get on a plane and go back to the U.S. without your passport, I had to wait until Monday when the embassy opened. The embassy was wonderful, and they handled the matter quickly. I had to change my flight until Tuesday due to that little passport problem, so I had a full day to enjoy Rome. The skies were bright blue, and I decided to visit many of the places we had already seen and take pictures with the beautiful sky as a backdrop. After visiting the Colosseum again, I sat on a bench to look at the map and decide where I wanted to go next. Have you ever had that feeling that someone was watching you? Mm, Yep. I looked up, and sure enough, Some guy was standing in the bushes about 30 feet away, and how shall I phrase this? 
Let's just say that he was enjoying the pleasure of his own company, and he wanted me to see that he was enjoying the pleasure of his own company. While I really wanted to get up and go deck him, I wisely decided to leave the area and head down to a refreshment stand where there were people and yell back at him and point in his direction. He took off running, and that was that. So what did I learn? First, if you think you and a friend are not in a good situation, that is not the time for compromise. I should have grabbed her and dragged her in a different direction. Okay, seriously. Things happen in life, and they aren't always pleasant. But your attitude can define how you handle the situation. I could have allowed that to be the defining moment of the trip and allowed it to spoil all the good memories that I had. But I didn't. And you have to admit, it makes a good story. It also caused me to count my blessings. I'm glad it didn't happen to my friend. She was traumatized enough by what happened to me. I still had my camera and my pictures. I had an additional, almost perfect day in Rome. And the people that we spoke with after that event were kind and caring. You have the power over your own feelings and emotions in these situations. Don't let something or someone else spoil the time and gifts that you have been given. Now, fast forward about eight years, and let me tell you the rest of the story. As many of you know, my mother suffers from dementia, and she moved into a care facility last year. I spent a lot of time going through her belongings, organizing them, and giving some away. I thought I had found all her photographs. But when we moved her furniture and remaining items last year, I found a metal box containing over 250 old Kodak slides. More than 60 years ago, before my mom and dad married, he took his mother on a month-long trip to Europe, and in those carefully labeled slides were a dozen from his visit to Pompeii. My first visit to Pompeii was through the eyes of my father, who died when I was not yet four years old. What? An incredible gift. This is Barb, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Wow. I, I did not see that ending coming. Uh, that was a fantastic rest of the story. Paul Harvey could not have, could not have ended that story any better, Barb. What a, what a wonderful story that was. Uh, uh, the rest of the story, the, the, the first part of the story was really interesting too. I'm sorry to hear you had, uh, that happen to you. Um, but I'm so glad that the story ended with a happy, uh, poignant story. I'm sorry that you lost your dad at such a young age. That's something you had mentioned before, of course, but, uh, wow, what a great discovery. Thank you for sharing that with us, uh, this, this week. Looking forward to hearing from you again. I know that you'll call in soon and I, I can't wait for that. And like I said before, if you have never called in or maybe you have and it's been a while, I would love to hear from you next week for the Friday Forum. That number is 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. Well, of course, it is Independence Day here in the United States tomorrow, the 4th of July. So we're going to do a cookout over at my brother-in-law's. We're going to let off some fireworks and just have a good time with family, have some fun, enjoy the summer, probably eat some watermelon and grill some burgers and all the fun things that we do here uh, this time of year. I can't wait. I hope that you have a great time also this weekend. Be safe and have fun. And I'll be back here on Monday for a new episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. But until then, I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter 
at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.